Good morning, everyone. Welcome to After the Gig. They put your little hand in mine. It's cold today. It's cold every day. Um, February 3rd. Today on the program, I have the great Justin Muir. Justin and I went to the same high school. He was a couple years ahead of me. But Justin is a professional photographer. And throughout this episode, I have noticed in editing that I pronounce the word photographer wrong. I say photographer, and it's photog- photographer, photographer, photographer. It's one of those. But I'm saying it wrong, and it drove me crazy throughout the episode. Hopefully, it doesn't drive you crazy picturing some kind of guy that just exclusively takes pictures of fur and fur coats. But that's not the case here. Justin is incredibly talented. And by the way, in a former life, he was the drummer of Monty R.I. And we get into a little bit about that in the reunion show that they played at the Strand Ballroom last year. His website is justinjamesmuir.com. You can check out all of his portraits, his life photography, travel, uh, the Book of Beards, which we talk about, which was a project he did a few years back. His famous Muir holiday card that he sends out every year, which is probably the best, most epic holiday card you can ever imagine. And he he does one every single year. You can read all about them. And it also has links to his Anatomy of an Image page, which is anatomyofanimage.com. If you are into photography at all, if you want to learn more or see how exactly how he takes an image, lights an image, and edits an image, you can go through and learn that whole process. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. So please go check that out. And without further ado, here is my conversation with Justin Muir. Like a hormone hurricane, we became force. What the carnal carnage of our braided legs in a twist coursing through. Have you ever listened to the podcast uh, Off Camera with Sam Jones? No. So he's a photographer who... who um, Mostly in the early two, well, I mean, his his career has been pretty pretty long, but he's shot pretty much every celebrity you can think of. Okay, um, and he basically does interviews um, with the people that he shot, not while he's shooting them, but just like since he know you know he, but he knows like Clooney's and like the 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 top echelon of people. But he yeah. also does other rent like it's not all photography based; it's it, it's all kind of all over the place. So he kind right. of like enters into the world that you're entering in right now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. And, and if you can accomplish two things at the same time, like for me, a lot of what I try to do is is like learn a little something. Like I've been getting, I've always been kind of into photography, but my personality, when I know people that are so good at something, <laughs> I, always, I always say, well, why even bother? <laughs> just, let, just let them have well, it. Let them do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's cool. I, I got myself, um, I had... Uh, uh, a couple of years ago, I bought like a Rebel, um, and I never really used it. It was kind of cumbersome. I didn't really want to carry it yeah. around. It wasn't really good for what I was trying to do. Right. Um, so I just recently sold that, and I bought a Sony A6400 and a couple of cool lenses. I got a Sigma 16, which is on there right now. Nice. And then I got uh, the Sony 35, which is, and it's been so much fun to actually go around and then create, also create 
content for, yeah. for the band. Totally. Um, which has been kind of a new thing, learning Final Cut and, and getting Lightroom and, and actually learning how to edit some stuff. And, and, um, it's a rabbit hole. It is a it's such hole. a rabbit hole, man. Yeah. And my, my YouTube algorithm has completely changed. It's just all a bunch <laughs> of like YouTube, uh, camera and video people. Yeah. Just kind of explaining different techniques of, of like anything you want to know, anything you want to know about photography or editing, there is a tutorial about it on the internet. So like getting, which more, is amazing. Yeah. So you can get obviously more like curated and like you go to your, your taste preferences and, and, you know, specific artists and follow them. And, but like whatever you need to get done, people, I get direct messages and emails all the time. Like, how do you, where do you figure out editing? Can you show me this? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's on the internet. Just right. Google it. And it's there. And there's probably 35 versions <laughs> of how to do the same thing. And you can hit pause and then yeah, you know, exactly. have your camera in your hand and fiddle around with it. Yeah. Did you, when you were in Monty, like, were you, how did you dive into that camera stuff? I didn't do stills, but I did all of the video. Uh, but it was with like a little high eight, like little, not high eight, the the little what are those mini mini? What are they called? With the little tapes that look like little mini video tapes. I can't remember. No idea. Uh, yeah, like so, a camcorder kind of thing, or yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, very very low tech. But right. I did all pretty much all of the videoing. Obviously, the guys would pick it up from time to time, but a majority of it, like the rest of my life, I'm in no videos ever <laughs> because <laughs> I'm always the one taking it. Always I think Steve and I did like a little um, fake talk show when we were in the band, uh, the Steve and Justin show. We did like eight things. And I, I think I subconsciously did that so I could actually be on camera at some point <laughs> because I wasn't nothing because I always held the, the video camera. I've noticed that because the the stuff I've been doing with the band, I always have to be like, "Hey, um, yeah, may, maybe maybe I'll teach you how to do this for right. a second, so I can get in one shot and then move on." I told Veronica, I was like, "You got to amp up your photo taking when we have this kid because I can't be the only person <laughs> taking photos." Yeah, all all the photos of Ethan are either with Genevieve or by himself. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, that's pretty much what it's going to be. I, I can kind of see the writing on the wall. Yeah. Like it's hard to imagine what the editing process was then as opposed yeah. to like just getting into it and starting doing it now. We basically had, uh, we had to digitize everything and we, you know, actually Andrew ha helped me a ton with like digitizing everything and cataloging everything. Like he's kind of like the, the organization, organization person of our band. So like you film on the little high eights or whatever they're called and uh, digitize it. And then, yeah, we had countless hard drives and, we, we recently got them digitized, all of them, but the company that did it did a shit job, so we have to redo it. But um, we have so many hours of video footage. Did that stuff, like, kind of get you, like, bridge the gap between Monty and, like, going into your current career? Like Honestly, no. But, uh, but I've always just, like, started... I've always just been a, you know, visual person and, and you know, done design and, and, and the video. Um so, but I never like connected those two. There was like a big gap between the years of Monty and when I started photography that I did design as an art director, I uh, did a bunch of just random projects. So there was a gap there. And, and um, you know, I, I think I never took pictures while we were touring ever. Like I didn't have a camera. I had a phone at some point when that was a thing at the end of 2009, perhaps. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, didn't really bridge that gap. I think it was just the being creative part was always there. And that kind of 
followed through. So right after college, I, I was a designer with Hasbro actually in, in Rhode Island. I did that only for two years, a year and a half, very short. Um, okay. But I did some uh, some Hasbro packages. I think the Incredibles one was my first like, but I was like a junior designer, so I did like, you know, they, all the assets were there, and I would just kind of put them together and like. Yeah, but some, somebody yeah. had to put them together. But right? the, those boxes exist out there that that I put together. Um, That's pretty awesome. I had no idea. I never, I never even got any of them. I have no record, like what? No, no record of like me working there. You gotta find them. I know They're, the Incredibles one, all of the Incredibles one, uh, like toys uh, have a little bit of my stamp on them. Oh, that's crazy. So yeah, then uh, I after, you know, toured and just worked freelance. I basically did freelance forever and then um, worked for a company called Animal in Rhode Island that was a video company, but did design for their videos and then art direction for kind of like the visual effects of it. Um, worked as a uh, art director at QVC here in Pennsylvania. I uh, did like the, you know, QVC, the weird... Yeah online shopping thing. Oh no, on on TV shopping thing. There's a whole South Park episode about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I worked there and was an art director there for like the, the jewelry and and fashion um, sections of the, uh, of the brands. Um, And then what made you move down to, to Pennsylvania? My wife, my My, wife, my then, my then girlfriend. So we met her, I met her touring um, we toured through, uh, you, you might've, you probably actually ended up there. You probably played there with Dan. No spot or the, no, it's um, called the note, the note, the note. You, you, I would yeah. assume you've played there. I played there. I played there a couple times. Yeah. Cause it's a, it was a, it's done now. It was a really nice venue venue for like a small town. I'm really bummed. It's not there anymore. Cause it got some big acts. I remember like, it so, being beautiful. Like walking yeah. into that place. Cause it was, it was Bam Margera's place. Yeah. 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 It was and, gorgeous. Great sound. Um, good vibe. Um, but I, yeah, they ultimately closed down, but like they got big acts like De La Soul came through and like yeah. our expandits was one of my favorite bands. Uh, we, uh, we played there when we toured with, I can't remember who. Um, and yeah, anyways, uh, met her the night we toured there and then, uh, procured our relationship over the internets and Moved down to Pennsylvania. Like, I which guess is where, I'm moving to Pennsylvania. Yeah. Well, at the time the band was done and I was like, all right, I got to move somewhere. Uh, in my head, LA was my spot because it was the only place I knew like a couple people. And I didn't want right. to live in Rhode Island at the time. Didn't have a job. Didn't I was like, oh, maybe I'll move there or maybe I'll move to New York. I don't know. I had nothing to, to kind of uh, ground me. And then uh, met Veronica and she was like, you can move here. And I was like, all right, Pennsylvania, yeah. Pennsylvania it is. And well, that's now, it. I, now I love it. That's awesome. I mean, well, you've kind of, you've, you're so in it now. Like you yeah. got the house with the, borrowed with the chickens and the dogs. And I was just feeding the chickens right before this. <laughs> I, it's funny. Cause you know, I, I, I don't know you that well. It's like to, to see you do that with the, with the chickens and, and kind of build this whole kind of rustic yeah. life is, is like really, really cool. But I, I'd been to your, I guess your old apartment one time when we shot those videos for, Oh Dan, yeah. Shot those, um, those, uh, pictures for, for Dan and the El Camino, yep, and, yep, yep, yep. which was such a fun was yeah. a couple days. And, and, um, uh, and, and to see it like get, get further into it. a lot of people, they, they move somewhere and then they do something and then they're like, okay, I'll move on. And you just, yeah. kinda, you're dug in. Dug well, in I, deep. I think it was the, the kind of two things. One, we, we've have, we kind of cultivated a really good group of friends down here. Um, which helps kind of mitigate the no family 
thing because right. I, I miss my family all the time, but we have a really good group of friends. Um, and the work, there's a really good amount of work around here, especially in the, you know, the Philadelphia region. Even It's not New York, but that's kind of a good thing at some point because I'm able to work. I, I mean, I worked in New York last Friday. It's a two hour, especially now, it was a two hours in, two hours out. Uh, DC, uh, Philadelphia, it's all super, super close. So I can just kind of work wherever. Um, and there's, um, there's markets. So it's like Rhode Island, I couldn't really sustain myself the way I do now. Uh, if right. I live there, I don't think I could, at least maybe I could, who knows. Right. And the whole, the whole thing behind like going to a place and now that, you know, well, you know, it's been around for a while, but people working from home, it's so possible to live well, anywhere and do things. That was why I put out that I put out a, uh, um, uh, online workshop, this past August. Oh yeah. oh yeah. But that was, that was the, the reason why is cause I kind of had to pivot a little bit and that was, that was where it went. Oh, I see. So like the workshop became, became the new, uh, yeah, because I, I did workshops previously, but they were always in person with 25 ish, 30 people, uh, which I loved. It's in person. You get to shoot, um, you get to show, you know, the best way to learn is in person. Um, and I had planned to do that. I, literally before lockdown, I had visited two venues where I was going to have my next workshop. I had like basically committed to you know doing it one at one place, and then everything shut down. Right. Um, and then did a couple Zoom workshops where I basically just kind of went through the process like this. With I think the mo- the class, the biggest class, I did like probably ten classes of fifty people each, uh, or forty people each. Um, and basically just went through photos and shoots and kind of explained stuff. Um, pretty, pretty, uh, you know, I was prepared for it. Like I went through it, but I was like, I think this just has to be kind of a free form thing and I'll just explain right. the way I want to do stuff. And it worked out really well. It's nice. Do you have like one particular way that you explain these things or do yeah, you I mean, then that's, adapt? That's the really fun thing. Cause, cause I know I have a very specific way I shoot, edit everything. So it's really easy for me to explain. There's no like. Okay. There's, uh, I tell people who join the classes that there's a billion different ways to do what I'm doing, especially the techniques and everything, but this is just the way I do it. So like I said, the Google, if you want to figure out how to do something, Google it. But if you want to get more nuanced with exactly like, oh, I like this person's style or I like this person's technique, that's where you can get a little bit more in the weeds. Uh, and since I have my own technique and I don't really like question what I'm doing, it's easy to kind of teach people that method. Have you ever, like, how did you get to that particular technique? Did you, did it take did, a lot of time? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Basically just shooting all the time. And that, that was, I was actually going to tell you when you're like, uh, with the new camera, the only advice I give to anyone who starts out, they're like, Oh, how do I do this? But the, is just shoot every day. Like yeah. take your camera wherever you go, learn it. Like it's the end. And then things start becoming second nature and you don't have to figure things out and then you'll develop your own style. Like when I first started, I would just find pictures I like and try to copy them. And that's what basically every artist does music, right. especially like when we were in high school, we weren't coming up with much new, many new ideas. <laughs> we were just picking what we liked and kind of copying it. Yeah. And the same thing with the photography, you pick what you like, you copy it. Um, and then you figure out what you like the best and you kind of are able to kind of do that your own. Right. That's one reason why I like this camera so much is because it's small, it's compact mm-hmm. and it can be, it can do a lot of different things. Yeah. And, um, and I take it with me all the time and I take tons of photos and it's something I never did before. And, and I love it. I yeah. really love doing it. You know, whether it become, whether it's not anything or yeah. whether it's just for me, you know, it's just, uh, it's really, really fun. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, that's how I started 
making this my profession, I would just shoot a ton, never right. thinking it would be a profession. Or maybe I did. I don't really know. When I first started shooting, I didn't be like, oh, I'm going to be a photographer. But at some point, someone was like, oh, can I pay you to do this? And I think like my first thing was like, uh, like paid thing. I don't even know if they paid me, but it was like two friends that they were starting like a little little blog or something. And I did a photo of them. Was, yeah. So like little stuff like that. Oh, can you take a picture of my engagement? Or can you take a picture? You know, and then it kind of just steamrolls into... Yeah. what it currently is. What was like when you're finding, you know, I guess I equate it to a musician finding their sound or whatever, but yeah. when, when you're shooting and shooting and shooting and whatever, when does like something click? It's like, Oh, I really like how to do this or this setting here. And, and yeah, it's hard. It's hard to explain like the, the, what I'm trying to get at, but like, like from amateur, like amateur to pro and like find, finding that next thing that really, Hey, sorry. Hold on. Do you hear that doorbell? I taught my dog how to ring the doorbell (laughs) and she's ringing, she's ringing the doorbell right now. So I got to let her in. Hold on one second. Justin taught his dog how to ring the doorbell. And that's real. That's not a joke. I need a plant. Sorry about that. It's all good. I was just admiring your workspace and I was like, you know, I need, oh. a, pl- I need a plant. I need something green over I here. I stole that from my good. wife. I was like, I need, she, she takes care of all the plants. I'm, I'm going to kill this thing. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. I stole it from her. Um, yeah, I, 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 I did this over, uh, when, uh, quarantine happened. I, it's nice. Uh, it's a little messy right now, but yeah, it was, it's, uh, I'm here every day now. So, you know, might as well make it nice. You might as well make it, make it a, a nice experience. Right. Um, but uh, what was I saying? Uh, did you really teach your dog how to? Yeah. So she, <laughs> she used to just on her own knock. So we have a glass door, uh, yeah. our front door. So she used to just knock on the door, like scratch it. Just be like, right. let me in. And you're like, and I can't have that. And we were like, oh, that's cute. This is awesome. And then we realized she's ruining the door. Like we have Destroying. this really nice old, like 19, whatever, 1930s, 40s door, right. all glass with nice wood. And she's destroying it. So we got this little doggy doorbell. And it only took a month and she learns and now she just rings the doorbell. That's amazing. Yeah. She's an outdoor dog. She likes to spend 90% of her time outside. So, you know, that's awesome. It works. Yeah. Yeah. You take really great photos, photos of your dogs too. (laughs) They're cute. Um, so like that moment when you're going from amateur to pro and you're figuring some stuff out, like, I guess, I guess a lot of it would have to do with, with lighting. You know, they talk, you know, every, every, blog post or youtube video or anything that you hear about cameras um or any book i've read about it it's all about the lighting yeah and how certain photographers go from natural light and some some just want to stay in that world and then other photographers get into you know lighting and yeah portraits And, and stuff like that and it's all the same thing so like, that's when I, you know, connected the dots a couple of years ago where it's all the same. Like it makes no difference. It's just learning to manipulate it. So whether okay. you're using your own lighting or you're using what's outside, just learning how to manipulate light is the most crucial thing. Or even if you don't want to manipulate it, it's just learning to understand it. So right. how light is interacting and, 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 you know, every part of the day, I understand how the light is going to interact with a, with a subject or an object and how to manipulate that and finding spaces like in a yard, in someone's yard or location, how to kind of recognize where the light is, where the good light is and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you, so was it like intimidating to start using, what, what are they called? The, uh, uh, strobes. Yeah. It's uh strobes, flashes, however you want to 
Was that like an intimidating thing to get into? No, because I had no pressure to do it. So like I bought my first one uh, uh, from a company called uh, um, Alien Bees. Paul C. Buff is there like they're like a beginner um, lighting company. And I bought my first one. And my wife had been doing modeling um, when we first met and she was my subject for everything. So like it was easy for me just to test out constantly on her. I, I did a 365 project, which is still online. Um, which is terrible, but it's there for posterity. Uh, but terrible. I shot, <laughs> I shot a picture every day for 365 days and wrote about it. And like, probably like 25% of them are using that one light that I bought, trying mm-hmm. to figure it, trying to figure it out. Um, and eventually you figure it out and it becomes, you know, like not whether, you know, I don't light stuff to light stuff. You got to light stuff that needs it. So like, before I would just be like, Oh, I need to use lights on everything. And right. now if I'm in a space and I can find a, sp- a pocket in somewhere that doesn't need lighting. That's, I like that even better, but okay. know, just making things actually my shoot Friday is in this really great, great loft in New York. Um, and you know, I, I always bring lights, but there was probably three or four spots within the spot in the location where I just turned off everything and just used the, the natural light because it looked better. Yeah. So you'll see that and be like, oh, we're going to go over, we're going to adapt, adapt and go over here. Yeah. As long as it like stays within my aesthetic of what I'm looking for, then yeah. If that, then. Yeah. Cause one, one thing uh, that I'm remembering now that kind of stuck with me when we were doing the shoot for Dan for, um, for his well, album. Back, back then I was guessing a lot. Like that's, that's right. thing. Like just trying to figure like, that was like what, five years ago. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. It's a long time ago. Still guessing um, at that point. <laughs> <laughs> but you were, but I remember you saying one thing. You we were all sitting in one spot, and then Corey went and turned on a lamp, and yeah. then you you said, "Oh, it's not going to matter." No. So, and I and I thought about that. I was like, "That's interesting." How? Yeah. So there's like two different like thoughts processes when you're lighting something. Uh, and I teach this, and I've kind of fallen into this the second group that I'll explain right now. The first one is you basically make up every piece of lighting that is within a scene, which is what I did for that shot with you guys in the um, vintage place. So right, there was right. no ambient light, which is the light that your eyes see visible in that shot. It's all lighting I made up. So like, so if you if you were to hit the shutter, it would be completely black. black. Yes. Okay. And then there's the you know all ambient, which is natural light shooting. And then what I do now mostly, which is a probably 90% of the images on my portfolio is mix the two. So using a, mm-hmm. using light that exists, like now, if I shot that image of you guys, I would probably approach it a little differently. Okay. Um, but back then that's where my head was at and that's how I shot it. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's combining the, um, the natural and the ambient light to kind of maintain like a natural look, but you know, manipulate it to look the way I want to make it look. Right. So then if you're, if you're using kind of a portion of, natural light you're hitting the shutter and then there's some coming through and then yep. you're amplifying it and you're adding it yeah you're okay. basically taking assessing the light in the room and then making it better so trying to okay. figure out what uh, you know a nook in a room or a nook in a uh, in a space that you're shooting all oh, this location looks great i already like the light that's happening but the light on this person's face is, face is garbage. So I have to like make it better or yeah. I need to add a little bit more dimension to, it's all about like shaping a scene. So, you know, like using light to give dimension, you know, actually Pixar has a couple, um, you know, they're a really great company to kind of look at for, cause they make up their lighting. They're like, they have lighting right. directors for, um, for all of their movies that are just all made up lighting and it's basically about shaping light and how the shaping of light affects moods and and what people look like 
Um, so yeah, just kind of. I've been lo- watching a lot of Pixar lately. Yeah, there you go. So like, I mean, you can just kind of like look at that, look at the way they shape their characters, and it's really, really kind of impressive. Yeah, it's interesting. All those things that just kind of that are just happening, and that yeah. have, someone has worked uh, many, many, many hours on. Yeah, I just started following someone on Instagram who's a who's a lighting director or lighting some. His job is something to do with lighting in Pixar, and I find it really fascinating. Yeah, that's that's so interesting because you know you you never really think of how how light it affects everything, but yeah. I guess I guess photography means painting with light or yeah or something. I can't remember the exact translation of it, but yeah. So I mean, you you know when you start shooting with lenses, you'll kind of uh, you'll get like a nice lens that has a low aperture that you can shoot and make the background all blurry, and people. We'll assume that's how dimension is made. And it is part of it. it. That's how dimension is made within a photo. So like if I'm shooting at F2, my subject's going to pop out because, and I, you know, I do this all the time, so I'm not saying this is, doesn't work, but yeah, the majority of what gives a uh, photo dimension is the lighting. So flat lighting is going to give you a flat photo and no matter how shallow your depth of field. Um, but <clears throat> if you're using the light to shape your subject, you, you know, you have more leeway to really give dimension to, to a photo. Right. So anatomy of an image, you said it's something that you, you pivoted to do. Was it yeah. something that you had been thinking about doing for a while? And this was just the opportunity. Sorry, I'm, my picture is so dark. I have, okay. I don't know what's going on. I think it's, it's this window back here. That's making okay. everything there. See, uh, Oh, you have it on auto. See another thing. Never put your camera on auto ever. So it's not an auto. All right. Explain this to me. It's on. Keep it on I, M should never leave the M setting. See everyone. See that's that's a debated subject. No, it's not. It is not debated. Yeah, according to, according to YouTube, it is. <laughs> no, do not. I'll, well, I mean, I guess if you're people are say like, put it in A in A mode or I guess I guess if you're working with like so if the light was coming at your like it was in front of you right now the change. So I light, have I have two lights right here. No, no, I'm saying, that, but that those are constant. So if right. if you switched and you're facing the window. Right. Then, then I guess auto would make a little bit more sense because it would it would adjust with the changing outdoor light. But right. your your constant lights right now are not changing at all. What's changing is the background. Right. So what I should do is I should set my to your I, face right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then let the background do its thing. All right. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah. So anatomy of an image. Um, I had like I said I had done. It started out as not, I wasn't going to put it online. It was started out as just those online classes that were live. So right. two, two, three hour sessions of 40, 50 people like this. And then yeah. me sharing my screen and showing stuff. It started like that. And then I was like, all right, I got to try to get this, you know, like in some sort of organization. And I was going to like hire a bunch of people to come help me. But I'm like, it's just so hard to get people right now and, the t- amount of time I need, I literally did almost all of it myself um, because it was just easier to kind of do on my own. I already had a lot of right. footage from shoots um, and had these kind of specific images that weren't licensed or that were my personal so I could use them um, and, and did a pretty good job of like rec- um, representing my style so I could use those as my like, okay, this is this is what we're learning. And they all had a pretty significant um, depth of lighting and, and complications. So I can kind of explain, you know, some of them were really easy and some of them were really difficult and kind of um, how it was shot. I mean, from what I've seen 
as far as like the ads for it, it seems like a very interesting and you offer like uh like editing packs and and filters yeah. and stuff like that i i offer one preset with it that i just use as kind of like a um it's like it is an introductory preset so like no whenever when people try to sell their presets all the time and they're all every preset will work well with a good photo so like they're all misleading at some point, but I like yeah. the one I have, I use as like a, 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 basically it kind of mimics how I edit, but not to the end. Like it doesn't bring it to the final degree. It just kind of helps with, with the whole thing, but the, the rest of them show my editing process. I do most of the stuff in Photoshop, which is a little bit more nuanced. Okay. I see. Yeah. So if you're take, do you take stuff from, you know, I'm sorry to make you teach me a photography class right no, now, I love but, it. um, do you take stuff from light? Uh, do you go Lightroom into Photoshop afterwards? Cause I know a lot of your stuff has like a really grand look and a really shimmery yeah. look to it. I hope that's, I hope that's a compliment it, yeah, cause it's meant sure. to be, but it has like a really clean, very finished, sometimes, sometimes like a whimsical feel to it, yeah. which is really, really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, and well, so, that, yeah, I, I use both. I use Lightroom and Photoshop for editing, but that kind of feel comes from, you know, the, the lighting that I use and how I balance it. So like, I think some, my images, I'd like to think at least look relatively naturally lit most of the time, most of the time, not all the time, yeah. um, which is kind of odd for people to see because people are used to naturally lit good photographers, like really good photographers that take natural lit photos that all have a specific look. Um, and that's because cameras shoot a specific way. And unless you add additional light or get lucky with the existing light, you're not going to get that kind of like robust uh, image that you always want. You can, you can luck out, but on a consistent basis. So that's, I mean, that's kind of where my head is at. I want to be able to step in anywhere, no matter what, and make a consistent image. Right. So put me in any circumstance, any lighting, harsh, no light, basement, great loft in New York, and I can make a consistent image that looks like it comes from me. And right. that's basically what, you know, I try to do. But as far as like editing, it's, it's all over the place, but a majority of like the hero images that are like the most important start in Lightroom to get kind of basic balance and then edit in Photoshop. Yeah. Do you feel like, uh, cause I get, I get scared of the histogram. Um, I don't even pay attention to it. I don't even think I've ever looked at a histogram. That is so fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> it's funny because you it, like all this stuff, and, I, and coming from it as a complete beginner yeah. and trying to absorb a lot of information, it's like always, you know, it's this British voice telling you always pay attention to your histogram. Well, I mean, I will look at like levels in Photoshop um, because you know when you have eye strain, sometimes the highlights you you want to make sure that your highlights are balanced and you don't have, you're not, you're not, you know, crushing all the highlights or all the shadows and kind of keeping that balance. So I'll look at that a little right. bit, but while I'm shooting, I never look at the, the histogram. Oh, okay. That's, that's what I'm just talking about editing. Okay. I, oh yeah, yeah. I guess I, I, I look a little bit, but yeah. Cause I what, what, I, what I've been doing now is like, I've been messing around with, with the S curve and stuff like that and doing a, yeah. a couple of different, a couple of different things that, you know, I think are cool. And so that's a good reason to buy presets is to <clears> dissect <throat> what things do. So when I, I, I don't yeah. buy presets anymore, but when I used to, um, I could kind of see when, you know, I first started using Lightroom. Oh, that's, that's a good method of doing that. And it is oh, basically, it, it works like Photoshop. It's just more, you know, it's not as obviously it's not as permanent and it's a little less, um, precise, but, um, uh, it works the same principles apply in both programs. Um, 
but yeah, dissecting other people's presets is really a fun thing to do. Yeah, that's a good that's a good call because you can you can kind of reverse engineer it. Yeah. Um, do you like replace a lot of stuff in in Photoshop? Like, are you moving things around? Like, cutting things out? Um, like- it depends. I, I used to a lot more than I do now. I, like, I, like I said, I was started from a design computer. I was good at Photoshop before I was good at photography. So before I would save a lot of my photos in Photoshop or try to at least uh, poorly, you know, looking back on it. And now, um, you know, if I, I say this in the class as well, if you can't edit a photo in two minutes in Lightroom to make it like presentable and like something that you're proud of, it's probably not a good photo. Interesting. Um, That doesn't apply to like, my Christmas card that, that I've just put out, which is like this super high, like yeah, everything is talk about that. Yeah. Everything's Photoshopped. That was like 35 different photos put into one. So that's a little bit of a you know, difference, but I, a, you know, something that's, you know, it, you should be able to edit it pretty quickly to get it to a point that looks nice. I, I spend hours sometimes on photos, but if I can't get it there quick, it's, I'm probably working too hard in my right. opinion. Some people right. will disagree with me. Well, you take so many photos. So if you can, if, yeah. if, if you're not getting there and you're not feeling it in the first couple of minutes, it's like, yeah, yeah it's probably, it probably is a good idea to move on. One, one of the, one of the best, I take it as a compliment, <laughs> but during shoots, there's two things that people say that I take as a compliment that they don't think is a compliment and is it, really funny, but I'll show them a picture and they'll be like, what camera is that? Like, well, <sighs> it's this camera, but that doesn't matter. And or, or, <laughs> Or it like, matters a little bit. Probably. It, it really doesn't. I'm telling you, really? I, it does not. It does mm-hmm. not matter. Um, if you give me any camera, I can get close to any shot uh, of my portfolio. Lenses matter a little bit if you're trying to get a little okay. bit once, but uh, it does not matter. Uh, especially okay. now, every camera that's put out now that's above six hundred dollars can, can. For be. some reason, when you say I do, I believe you. Yeah, <laughs> well, any any image. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I just bought a really expensive camera, and the images are really nice. the The focus is amazing, and it puts my in focus images at like ninety five percent. Where before, like some of my DSLRs were a little bit like oh, I kept missing because I shoot shallow depth of field a lot, and so it's easy to miss focus, and like I would yeah. be missing fifty percent of my shots. Um, you know, stuff like that workability, like, you know, um, the way the the little nuances that definitely gets better. Like I, my, the lights that I use, I spend a lot more money than I could use any light, but I, why do I spend $2,000 on a light is because the work, the usability is a lot easier. And I like the way they, they work in my workflow. I could do the same. This is same thing with lighting. Any light does what does the trick. You can do anything with any level of lighting and make the same images it just becomes like fine-tuning and um you know work uh usability and and kind of your work preferences but you can make a uh two hundred dollar travel kit or a five thousand dollar travel kit and obviously the five thousand dollar one will kind of probably help you out a little bit more but you can make user-friendly faster but you can make the same it's light is light is light as long as you understand it it's 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 the same thing um what was the initial question i forgot uh, I forgot too. Okay. <laughs> What's the, uh, so like you mentioned, you know, you bought an expensive camera or whatever, like, so the camera, the camera body, mm-hmm. like I've noticed it a bit with this camera, as opposed to the, the, the last one that I had, you know, it's faster. The images kind of, um, it, it just, fe- it feels more solid, you mm-hmm. know, it, it just, it just feels like it's working better. Yeah. Um, but it, for your level, the camera body, what does it mean? 
to you and what are you looking for? Is, is it speed? Is it usability? Like what? I mean, I think it's just, as long, so I've used the same brand camera my entire time shooting. I've always used Canon. I've always used the higher end of their mid-level professional. So Mark II, Mark III, Mark IV, and now R5, which is their, um, their, their mirrorless. So from the Mark II, Mark III, Mark IV, I just, I knew that camera, I could, I don't have to look at it. I can change every aspect of that camera within seconds. And I was very fast with it. Like I doesn't, I don't have to think about any portion of that, the the workability, even with the new R5, some of the controls are a little different and it it messes with me sometime. I'll I'll learn it, but like, I'm not as quick. So I, I don't know. People ask me about other cameras. I just don't know. I always use Canon. Uh, that's, strictly the the since i started i've never shot with anything else i have some film cameras but i don't really count that um uh so i'm just used to those images they make good images uh, i people talk about the difference between nikon and canon i don't i i don't think there's much um aside from usability but if i took a picture with uh, maybe some color differences but if you're editing stuff you're gonna fix that later on anyways so I know photographers that have switched full on, like switched from company to company to company and their work looks exactly the same. Interesting. And my work would look exactly the same if I used a Nikon, in my opinion. Some people are like, no way, Sony takes way better. Like the color temperature deals with reds better, but I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't bother. Yeah, people, people do talk <laughs> about, you know, and it, it's fun. It's like fun for me to talk about this stuff because I'm also not a techie person. I don't dive into that. Well, stuff. that's the thing because like with, with drums and guitars and stuff, I'm not a techie person either. It's all about the feel and how it, and no. how it plays and, and what you can get out of it. Like a, yeah. a drum kit, like, you know, you say at any camera you get, if I'm, if you're using an iPhone or your Canon yeah. or whatever, you can get an image that looks like you, yeah. that looks like you took it. I feel the same way about instruments and stuff. So, so s- someone gave me a, 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 we were traveling at one point and someone handed like a tourist asked me to take a picture of just them in front of something and handed me a nice Nikon and I couldn't use it. Couldn't figure out like how to change things. I was like, what's happening right. here? I, I should be good at this. And I just couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, so it's just not what you were comfortable with. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's so, it's so funny how those little nuances and, and just being able to, to manipulate things in a quick way makes yeah. you better or worse at something. Totally. Yeah. When you don't have to think about the camera, and the camera literally just become. I, this is cheesy, and, and but it comes an extension of like your brain and like how you want things to come out. Where, you know, like I don't have to think about X Y. I don't have to think about f stop or shutter speed or or white balance because it's just kind of part of the yeah the whole picture that I'm shooting. So like um, before that was not the case. I'm guessing not. You know, started guessing and being like, I think this is right. I think this will look better. And just yeah. now, it, you still do that, but now knowing a little bit more. Well, you can, you can spend most of your time thinking about the space that you're in and what yeah. subject uh, or, and like, or like what those things will change. So what the F-stop will say to the image rather than, oh, I just want a blurry background. Like what, what will that do to this shot? What will a crisper image do? What will, um, you know, uh, I don't know, all different kind of aspects of a camera's settings that are just settings and not part of, they are part of the artistic, like final product, but should become a little bit more like, um, uh, second nature. Yeah. Uh, why the move to, uh, mirrorless? What do you think of it? Is it better um, or worse? I just, so 
there's, you know, the mirrors, mirrorless revolution of all these companies. I think Sony really kind of started out, like, I think perfecting it. Yep. Um, and I didn't really care to switch to Sony. So I was just waiting for Canon to come out with their, like their, their, their guy. And they came out with one that was like, I didn't have everything I needed in it. So I didn't pull the trigger on it. I think it's the, just the R I think the R came out first and there was just some stuff that I was like, yeah, it's not worth it. Um, and then finally they came out with this, which is the higher end of their mirrorless. Uh, and I love it. It's, it's little weird shooting through like a digital, uh, I, cause I don't shoot with the, a lot of people now shoot with the, the big screen, like the LCD screens yeah. that, weird, that weirds me out. I need to look through the lens through the uh, eyepiece. Um, and it's digital, which is strange. Um, and there's little, little things like that, that I'm going to have to get used to, but the actual shooting of it is really nice. Um, and it, the, like I said, the focus is amazing. My, I have a 10 year old 50 millimeter. That is basically my main lens. Sorry. My dogs are flipping it. I told you there's lots of here. Though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Um, so it gives, it breathed new life into this new, into my really old lens, uh, just because the focus is a lot better. Um, and you know, I tune up my DSLRs every year. Like I just sent them out last month or this month early to kind of get kind of cleaned up and, and tuned up cause I use them so much, but yeah. there's always, they're always a little wonky cause you just use them so much in there. Yeah. yeah. Do you notice? Yeah. I noticed that I, it's almost impossible for me to look into the, to the viewfinder on, yeah. on this camera, because like, I don't know if it's just the way, the way it is, but like whenever I look in like the corners, it's almost like vignetted or yeah. like you can't really see. And, and so I just, it's still it, weird because it it's digital. It's is yours a mirrorless. I would assume it is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's always just weird. Cause especially for me, cause I just never shot that. Oh, actually that's a lie. I have a, I have a Fuji that I use that's mirrorless. That's all the XE two that I use for some traveling. Sorry. My dogs are probably going to start going nuts right now. Doesn't um, mean- um, we like dogs but, on the bike. Right. So, um, that was, and their eyepiece, their eyepiece is terrible. Hold on. I got to get them out of here. Cause they're just, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on. Justin's walked away to move his dogs. He's being very good to the dogs. No dogs were harmed in the making of this. This is podcast. their, uh, W A L K time generally, right, right around. Ah. Lunch. So I can't say the word cause then they definitely will flip out. Then they go nuts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, shit. What was I saying? forgot again uh mirrorless oh yeah so the 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 eyepiece that's my only like thing i hate about it is it's the digital um uh, eyepiece um that's what you have to look at yeah i mean it's a little strange in studio you don't shoot studio stuff but like in studio like i remember before when we said we canceled all the light and it looks black and that's what you want to see you want to see a dart so it it kind of reads like you're looking through it and it kind of reads it doesn't show you, it's hard to explain. Like it basically will show you, um, it'll expose the image for you, like without lights and then you shoot it right. and it kind of messes with your head a little bit, but, um, right. I know, but anyways, uh, it's little things. It, it shoots really amazing images, um, that, and it makes that work. Like I said, the workability makes it a little easier and, and the usability. Yeah. I tried to mess with the, the built-in flash on my camera and to, mm-hmm. you know, pop it up. So it's bouncing off the, mm-hmm the ceiling and um i set it so it was completely dark mm-hmm. and then but when you put the flash up it'll it'll expose it it'll, right it'll it'll make it seem like right yeah, you know, yeah yeah exactly but when you take the picture it looks different so that's that's basically what i'm talking about which is yeah. a little strange because i'm generally 
what I'm used to is like seeing exactly what's in front of me. Right. And so I'll use modeling lamps and stuff like that. So it's like, it's strange, but, but it wouldn't look like that. It, like if you were using the lamps or bulbs or something or strobes, mm -hmm. it, it wouldn't, uh, would it automatically expose a picture for what it would, is going to look like based on what it's attached to wirelessly. Does that make sense? No, it would not. It doesn't. Okay. I no. see. No. So it, it would it, only it reads, it reads what's in the room. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I fully endorse the, the Canon mirrorless, um, they, it really is a, a, a really, they, they did a good job. The, uh, even when you're shooting portraits and stuff, they have, a, um, I, you know, most cameras at this point start doing this, but the eye, the eye focus, which kind of captures, you know, it can be a little strange to use that a lot, but like, it's, like I said, my in focus ratio is, is way up. I don't, yeah. know, if that, I don't know if that before makes me a, a bad photographer, but I would definitely have a lot more. I don't think so. <laughs> um, you said you, you have a, a 50 millimeter lens that you use a lot. Yep. So are you using that most in your portraits in studio stuff? And also the second question, which isn't totally related, just so I don't forget, uh, are you doing, uh, a bunch of street photography or is that kind of like not really happening anymore? Um, street photography, not really. I do bring my camera out this, this year, especially because we've been out so little that, I will take my camera out. I used to, if I did anything that wasn't photography related, I would never touch my camera because I get so tired of shooting. So yeah. I wouldn't bring my camera to, to like around with my family or like when we went to the cities or whatever. Like, and now that I don't, I am bringing it other places because I'm not, you know, I didn't travel much at all, at all this year. So I, you know, every time I'm out, I'm like, Ooh, I gotta bring my camera so I can get right. some more shots. In. Um, but, uh, majority of a lot of my portfolio is the 50 millimeter. It's one of my favorites. It is my favorite lens for environment, um, and ports when you're working with a single with a person. Um, I just like the focal length. It feels good. It doesn't feel too wide and it doesn't feel, I don't like 85 millimeter. I feel like sometimes or are higher. I sometimes feel like that compresses an image a little too much. And I like to have more room in my images. So the 50 millimeter and even the 35, I, I really love for portraits once in a while I'll break out the 85, but, um, not that often. And then my other workhorse is my 24 to 70. And that's like, so Friday, that's what I shot with because I'm moving around a ton. Uh, it's a space that wasn't, you know, it was, it was a nice space, but needed some wider shots and needed some tighter shots. And that gives me the kind of like, um, I was able to move a little quicker with it. But if I were to choose one uh, lens to bring around, it's usually my 50. What is the, what's the F stop on the 50? That one's 1 1.2, but I, I hardly ever go below two. Hardly ever go. So why? Uh, cause then it just like, so I used to, because that's how I thought depth was created images. And now I realize that is not the case. It's right. light. So you, I rather have a intact image than a super, you know, shallow depth images, which are beautiful, but like I'm, I'm more paying attention to the light. And like, if you're shooting below two, you will miss focus a lot more because that plane of focus, especially the, the you know, if you're using 50 onto like 105 millimeter or 200 millimeter, the, the shallower the focus, that short, the smaller the plane that is that you have to nail, get that focus. Otherwise it's going to be, you know, out of focus, which I also don't mind, especially when I'm not shooting commercial stuff or client stuff. I don't mind blurry images, to be honest with you. Like mm -hmm. it is, you know, it can still be a really, if it's a little off focus, I don't mind yeah, I'm definitely, it, I've definitely fallen into the trap of being uh, a new, new to photography and, <clears throat> and new to learning these 
faster lenses and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I'm like, oh, I got to shoot as low as possible, you know. It gives pretty images. Like, yeah, it does. Like, it does and adds, I, I like, you know, like I said, 2.0 is probably, especially for portraits, will probably be the lowest, but like, um, especially if you're anywhere within five feet on a 50 millimeter, you probably going to want to like jack that up a little bit. Yeah. Just because like, I do notice, e- even if I'm taking the picture in the, in the, on the screen, I'm like, Oh, that looks great. And then you get it into Lightroom and you're like, Oh fuck the half the face is blurry. That's what I love about this camera is what you think you focus on at least for now, unless things start breaking on it. What I assumed was the focus point while I was shooting is when I get it back on my camera, which is pretty true to your eye. Yeah. Which has been really nice. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so the book of beards. Oh, wow. I haven't talked about that in a while. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> get in there. So that was where we were talking about using one light. That was like my first project with lighting, like figuring out yeah. how to, I was mostly done with one light. Some of them had two. Does it but still exi- exist? Can people still get it? It does. I have like 30 in my closet, but I don't, they're not for sale anymore because I want to keep them. And yeah. I use, I use them for promotion, personal promotion. When I have meetings with people, I bring it as a present and stuff like that. Of course. Um, but I don't, I don't think it, it holds up. Like I go back to it. And I'm like, nice. I would definitely shoot it differently these days, but like, I'm like for that being my first time, I'm, ha- I'm really still happy with the outcome, which is something like, it's yeah. definitely like uh, generally the work I put out at that time. I'm like, Ooh, but that to me still holds up. Um, which I'm, I'm really happy about. So that's I feel why like there's, I feel like there's a threshold of time of where that feeling fades. Like you, you go in and, and you shoot something uh, or you, or you record something a certain yeah, yeah. way and you go and you do the next project. And then the last one seems like a bunch of shit. And then, totally, yeah. and yeah. then you go further down the road. And now I look back on things I recorded in college. I'm like, yeah. Oh man, that actually, that's kind of yeah, cool. Totally. There, there's certain things I'll, I'll always do like deep dive. Cause you know, I catalog pretty much everything I'll do deep dives into like, Oh, I'm just going to go look at 2013 images or 14 or whatever it is. And I'm like, yeah. all right, most of these are terrible, but there was a couple, there's a couple, I, it looks, it looks like I was catching on right about here. And with that, with the lighting, there was definitely moves that I, you know, I was like, Oh, why did I do that? But, um, do you ever try to re-edit anything from no, the past? Oh, actually, no, that's not true. I re-edited. If you go to the, on my website with the book of beards, um, there is, um, three color edits cause it's all in black and white, the book, but I, I liked three of the, the portraits a lot. So I re-edited them in color and okay. just put those on my portrait section of my website. Cause I like, Oh, that's them. cool. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, they, they don't stick out in my, so like, you're not like, Oh, that's a, that's a 2000. Cause I shot that in 2014. I'm making that up, but probably around there. Um, and you wouldn't look at the image and be like, that looks like an old image. Maybe you would, but I don't. So, yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah. Um, is there a world where you wish you were uh, still a drummer? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, mainly just because I see. I have, the, I have the same answer. <laughs> <laughs> mainly because I see how hard it is to be uh, a, a working drummer. Um, and if we had gotten lucky with with Monty R.I. and we became a big band and like we're able to support ourselves, I would 100% would have loved that. I didn't have like Stevie was the only one who had the 
one the 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 ability and and the the chops and like the quality of his you know the way he works to kind of continue as a musician um i you know i'm i'm a okay drummer i'm nothing like i can't go filling for any band and be like yeah i got this you know i i liked it because it was five of us touring and it was a fun thing to do and yeah you know if we had made it that would have been awesome but i i, I didn't have the energy to kind of do that again i mean what you guys did was like kind of making it <laughs> you, well like, yeah totally oh 100 we did exactly like looking back on it i have like no we did everything the way we wanted to it was so much fun we put out music we liked toured a bunch I, it was it was one of the best experiences of my life still yeah. and you know i i definitely would not want to take that away from my my life journey that i really- know i know for a fact that there's no one that i played with that i could go 10 years later and play yeah a, sh- a show just as if you you'd never not done it <laughs> yeah <laughs> like was, with so many people there it was crazy yeah, that, that was, was a year ago that was a year ago and that was the funnest day of that year easily <laughs> <laughs> without even a question that's uh, the problem yeah. it started at too high of a of a high point and yeah. then it, and then it just slowly died <laughs> that, i know that was uh, and i get to play a good drum set for the first time in like my entire career because i've always had jalopies for drum sets and uh but the sjc's nice isn't it it was like the fourth one they ever made. So okay. like it's falling apart and does not sound good. Um, o- oval shells. Yeah. But the, like, it's just, it's a good set. It does the trick. I, it, it's yeah. played a billion shows at this point, but he brought me a new set to use for the show. And I'm like, Oh, this is what a good drum set sounds like. I was like, during our practices that I would stop after every song. I'm like, Oh my God, this sounds amazing. How does yeah. it sound so good? But yeah. It was so funny to set up in front of your drum set with the thing with with yeah. the thing that I brought, <laughs> which was like yeah, tiny tiny little drums. I love it, man. I tiny little it. symbols. I actually just reset up my drum set this morning because I'm cleaning up our basement, uh, and I, I it's been not set up since the show, so I haven't played in a year. I yeah. probably won't play for another year. No, um, you got to do it. Yeah, but I, I set it up so it's now ready to rock if I need to. Yeah, I felt I felt so bad for for your hands, but yeah, I, knew, but I was, knew that you were having so much fun. You I guys, taped up so much; I was good. I I, I, I had taped up because yeah, I I didn't even attempt to try to build calluses before the show. I every practice I just had just mounds of tape all over my hands. Yeah, were you were you in tune to the fact that Gavin was trying to like <laughs> up upstage the yes. other drum tech? Oh, he was my favorite. <laughs> He, he told me he was, he like joked about it a, a while ago. It was and, incredible. And <laughs> I have videos of him like feeding me water with his, with his bandana on. It like makes my day. I love watching it. <laughs> that dude. It's so funny because I, I spent. And the and Zildjian shirt. Oh, the Zil- he, yeah. The Zildjian shirt. He, he had he a, a fanny about, pack. Fanny pack. He's joked about like that get up for a really long time. And yeah. So, so I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, that dude, he's like, he's such an interesting, he's such a true artist in yeah. my opinion, just cause like, you know, I, I had been following Groovis Mall and, and Gavin's music from, from, you know, uh, from high school, from a, yeah. a long time ago. And, and I'm, uh, you know, not, I don't know, uh, how old you are, but like, I'm quite a few, uh, years younger than you guys and don't rub it in. I'm sorry. You look great. Thanks, the, man. the gray looks really good. On yeah, you. I know it is. I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's a milestone birthday this year. Oh, really? 
Well, I, yeah, you're, you're the same age as my sister, so I get yeah, it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was always nice, and I and I always appreciate the fact that you guys like kind of let me hang around and like be a part of that music, even though you guys were doing your own thing. It was a nice, it was a nice bridge into what you guys were doing, and yeah. um, and 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 a lot of a lot of musicians and people my age, you know come growing up in Cranston looked looked up to you guys and it was and it was awesome. Yeah. Um but with and with Gavin just his artistry and being able to finally I'd never like really met him before. I yeah. sent him messages that he may or may not have gotten back to and He's the best. And I got to have him in my apartment and talk to him about music for for 3 hours. It was yeah, like nice. it was ridiculous. Like he just kept going. I was like this is fucking amazing. Uh yeah, so so that's kind of the way I feel like I could talk photography forever cuz I just know it really well. He knows music and he knows what he likes. Right. Like he has, it, when you start forming your own opinion and really believing your own opinion and it's like your own personal like philosophy on X, Y, or Z, that's, I think probably a good indicator that you're in the professional realm. Um, and he obviously has that. It's probably had it for, you know, 20 years at this point, but like, right. just knows his shit, knows what he likes. Obviously everyone questions of, you know, what they're, what they're doing at some point, but I always love what he puts out. So, yeah, I think that, and, and another thing is, as far as like the professional is like, if, if you're just doing things and you keep going, you keep trying things and you put, and you have to put things out and, and let people absorb them. Yeah. And I think that is what another thing that makes, makes either, you know, whether it's a photographer or, or a musician, yeah, uh, it's kind of what makes, makes people respect you and makes, yeah. you know, an artist like him, I, I, I don't, uh, it's like, it's tough. I would assume, um, for an artist like him where like is in, especially in today's music culture where it's a lot, it's quick, it's very, very quick. And like, even me as a huge fan, I need to listen to his records a handful of times to really love them. Yeah. I always like them when I first did them, but they always end up being my favorite records because um, I have to listen to them to a couple of times and I kind of starting appreciating them a little bit more. He may take that as a compliment or not, but I think it's a compliment that it, I feel, it, I feel the same exact way with his yeah. music. Like I absorb it, like I'll hear it and I might not get it at first, but then he's the kind of artist that he, he puts little droplets into his records yeah. that make you want to come back totally. and, and keep listening, which is, which is not the best, um, which is, which is tough for this music climate. And I'm not even plugged in that much, but it's, 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 you know, rapid and it's quick and it's easy to digest mostly. Um, right. so having something like that is probably difficult. He has that, like he has his, a good fan base. I always think artists, that have those fan base should, should think of like, you know, for instance, like I can charge X, Y, or Z for my, for, for my, um, my, um, workshops because I've cultivated this little group of, you know, it's not a huge group, but if it's, it's people who are passionate about a certain type of photography and are, are wanting to learn. And he has that fan base, um, in, in his music and, and like, it's so hard to make a living that there has to be a different like model for, musicians like that that to kind of make more money or or charge more money for their for their work because they have their 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 audience already built in and it doesn't have to be this mass they don't have to be billy eilish and you know just to get right. paid on spotify because like someone who gets you know x amount of plays is not making any money and so but right. who are a lot of people's favorite artists and you know 
don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> no, it, make, it makes it makes total sense. I mean, um, you know, I know that you played like he mentioned that you were a big deal for him when you're know, like making the the ninety East video. Yeah. Oh and, man, that was a long time ago. So that was that was like didn't really know it. he i liked gavin because he just trusted that i knew what i was doing within almost any medium which was nice he just yeah. you know, had a passion for making and visual products and you know that was a really kind of fun thing to do yeah um, yeah yeah i mean i think i think that the way he spoke about it you know having someone like that around him for what he was doing and i never realized how unsure of what he was doing he actually was it always <laughs> it always seemed so like calculated and like so interesting like oh he's got this all figured out and then no. sitting down with him he's like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing still no. yeah <laughs> everyone's get like career especially career wise no one knows like i mean if yeah. you can find someone secure in what they're everything they're doing yeah. like he's secure in his musicianship and you know his likes and his dislikes but like the the trajectory and like what will i don't know i would assume yeah. no one no one is that confident in any of that yeah man when 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 everything comes back and we can play music in front of people again i hope i hope that uh i hope he does it he yeah. he, he mentioned how how tough it was for him to figure out the live show i'm like yeah you know, you got a weird one <laughs> you get, yeah. and it's like, you know, you'll I always used to get, I used to get like when we would talk, cause I bring friends to his shows and stuff like that. Um, and he would play all new music and Dan does yeah. this too. And it gets me so mad. It gets all, me a little, little mad too. Yeah. And like, I was like, I'm coming to hear these songs that I love and you're yeah. playing four new songs yeah. and he doesn't even have a record coming out. They're just like stuff that he likes. I get like, that's kind of a thing a lot of people do, but as a fan of like music, you're like, come on. Yeah. We all just want to hear socks. Play, <laughs> Ooh, play the like hit. Play the, is that yeah. even the hit? I know it's, it's like, all you in the back your, of the room. Play your hit. Play, no, I want no, I want the record. I don't want the hit. Generally, yeah. I just like the hit the most, and I just want like, yeah, I want those those other tracks that are that are. That. Well, Dan's never done that. Dan has always been like, all right, what what he gets bored easily. Totally. So, so which I, he, I totally understand. I, yeah, I guess. But like you can you make a record and then you want to well, go out and play it for people. But but I also never, come from the I also come from the Monty R.I mindset which was so calculated well we, you guys probably say played the same set every night our set was dialed in like same see set. i love that i like that played our best songs um and yeah but so i know it's two different mindsets and neither one is correct but as as a, as a person who goes and sees someone who they like to like you know, I don't know it's not incorrect i mean that's what every pop star will do they'll they'll have a set they create they create the set, they have blocking, they, they know exactly where they're going to be on stage. And I'm not saying that everyone needs to be like that because I, I also feel that there needs to be some kind of improvisation on totally. stage. There needs yeah. to be a natural connection with the crowd, the energy going out, the energy coming back. But like, you can't, to have, to have your bases covered and to be set up for for some kind of success and have a little bit of calculated uh, a calculation of what works and what doesn't. Yeah. Those things are so valuable. And, yeah. and when you guys were playing, you guys were going to a different city almost every single night. Right. Um, so they weren't, it, it was the same to you, the same, but, it, yeah. but it wasn't the same to them. Yeah. By the so, end of it, it was so, we were so like, it was like second nature that you could have more fun in the improvisation. Right. That came with like, just like your, your actions on stage. Right. I still hold out so much hope. Like 
uh, that that Dan will want to go out and do some kind of, I don't care if it happens one time, whether it's like 10 cities and then we're done and then it never happens again, but I still hold out so I mean, much. I think you will. You hear me, Dan? You will. Dan, you, oh God. You hear me? <laughs> you hear me, damn it? Um, <laughs> no, he, he will. Once things get back to normal, I know he's uh, steeped in kids these days, but. Um, yeah. Well, I know that he at one point he was itching itching to to do it, but I think I think he's just got to give it a chance because he has so so many more. He's developed so much bigger of a fan base these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, then it just comes to you know trying to mobilize that fan base into being online or into coming out to shows, which I think people are gonna do once once we can do it again. Oh, I think it's gonna be huge next year. I hope so. I if really I hope hate, so. If I didn't hate Live Nation so much, I'd buy their stock. Dude, I don't get me started on those guys. <laughs> it's just like the devil. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, dude, we've been this this was I think we got it. I think we yeah. got an episode. This is really, really awesome. Ending on a live nation dig. I can I can get behind that. <laughs> I can totally get behind it. Um, do you have it what do you what's your next thing? Like I know you finished Anatomy of an Image. Are you just trying to promote that and like get that yeah, going? Yeah. I, I keep so honestly I'm so preoccupied with preparing um, for this little human coming into our lives. Cause so excited uh, for you guys, but like, I just are, there's so many projects in the house. I'm like ra- every day rapidly trying to get done. Um, I'm not even concentrating on photography next steps, which is a bad thing and a good thing. Um, gotta have the balance. Yeah. Um, but I ultimately, and this will be the first time I even, I'm even saying this anywhere. Um, uh, after the gig exclusive exclusive um i i'm trying to get some other photographers to add on to anatomy of an image awesome um, so like similar plat similar um cadence of of you know teaching like pull up dissecting an image how they shot it um, and and edit it and stuff like that and have them available on the site as well so you know not a full tutorial site but really basing on the anatomy of images from specific artists um again is anatomy of an image a one part thing or is it multi-parts so there's three parts they all cover relatively similar things just in a different way um so they kind of work together uh ones you know there's the editorial there's the portrait and there's the environment and they all go through two images and the edits of the images and they're all similar aesthetics, but it's concentrating on different aspects of the way I shoot. So the editorial one uh, talks about how I approach editorials um, and kind of other little nuanced things within that. The portrait one just concentrates on the portrait and the environment one talks more about, you know, choosing right environments and why I chose X, Y, or Z. So they all work together or, you know, one will give you the, the technical aesthetics, but all three work together kind of as like a, a family. That's awesome, man. Well, I really, really love your work. Always have, Thanks, dude. always will. And uh, when when is the baby due? March twenty fifth. Oh, it's coming yeah, soon. It's coming. I wish we were doing this in person. And I could take your portrait for for this whole thing, but that's uh, next time. We'll we'll do line. we'll do. Uh, let me lose a little bit of weight, and then you can take, <laughs> and then you can take my portrait. No, keep it on, man. <laughs> keep it, keep on, it on. It's getting nope. cold. It is getting cold. Uh, all right, man. Thanks so much. I really appreciate you, you taking the time. And, yeah, man. And doing I appreciate it. you asking great. me to do this. This is really fun. Uh, I can't wait wait to hear the. Uh, make sure you keep the dog the the doggy doorbell in in the. In the oh, it's in. It. <laughs> yeah, when you walked away, I talked about it a little bit. So. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> all yeah. right, man. Have right. a great rest of your day, and you too, I'll talk to you soon. All right, later, buddy. Thank you so much for listening to this week's show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. 
please go check out my website, jessehumphrey.com. There is new merch in the After the Gig merch store, so go check it out. Pick something up. Get your um, your special someone an After the Gig merch item for Valentine's Day. Nothing says I love you quite like some After the Gig merch. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. It absolutely helps the show and helps propel us forward into the rest of 2021, whatever that means. So I hope you guys have a great week, and I will see you next week. I love you. Goodbye. I'm going with you.